Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. We suffer. And part of taking up our cross, you experience what Jesus experiences the rejection, the pain. The suffering. Though each step to the cross was a step of agony, it was also a step of victory. Think about that. Reaching up high with arms open wide, we see. You're changing our lives so we can be our hands and feet. As Pastor Ed continues his teaching series through the book of Judges, he'll be encouraging us to rise above rejection because Jesus himself experienced rejection. The Bible says that no servant is greater than his master. If the world rejected Jesus, it will reject you as well. Jesus commands his disciples to take up their cross and follow after him. Taking up your cross isn't just about forsaking your own ambitious desires for your life or saying no to sin. It's about suffering for following in his footsteps. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message entitled, Rising Above Rejection. Building in faith. Gilead was a, a well-known man, a, a popular man in his community, an influential man, and he was with a prostitute, and she became pregnant, they didn't have an abortion, they had a child, and this man took that child into his own home and raised him as his own son. How do you think his wife might have felt when she saw that child? And she looked at that child, hmm, that's what my husband did, all right. How do you think the siblings felt? And then when he went into a community that he lived in in that community. How do you think the other kids treated him? Now his father protected him and was concerned about him and raised him up because you see that it wasn't until his father died that they threw him out. All of us, somewhere along the journey, will experience rejection. All of us will experience some handicap in life. You could feel like, I wish I could do this better or that better. I feel like this holds me back or that holds me back. There's things that we would like to, well, that we'd like to change. And I'm sure Jephthah wanted to change some things about his childhood, his growing up, his years. But you know, our Heavenly Father knows about your journey and my journey. And he allowed his own son to experience rejection. For in John 1:11, it reads concerning Jesus, he came to his own people and even they rejected him. You'll experience rejection from family members, from colleagues, maybe even spiritual leaders, from all sorts of situations that you go through in life. 
But God will never reject you when you come to him. God will never turn you outside of his house when you call on him and run to him. In fact, the scripture says in Psalm 94, 14, for the Lord will not reject his people. He will never forsake his inheritance. That's why Jesus so reflected what God the Father was like and people were upset with him, the religious leaders, and they put a label on Jesus. Friend of sinners. Thank God he wore that label. For on that cross, he proved, he showed, he was a friend of sinners because he took your sins and my sins upon himself and there died for us. So there's no, there's no rejection with, with God. And you may feel like you were born with some handicaps on the wrong side of the track. Maybe like Jephthah, feel like you have a, you're wounded by a history of rejection. That was his story. In verses two to three, Gilead's wife also had several sons. And when these half-brothers grew up, they chased Jephthah off the land. You will not get any of our father's inheritance, they said. You are the son of a prostitute. Now imagine that. Dad dies. All the brothers get together, and they say, he's gone. Jephthah's not going to take a part of that inheritance. When they understood what money meant, when they understood what land meant, when they understood what inheritance was, they just literally chased him out. Now, they would have had to gone to the elders of the city, and they would have had to take their case before them. And so they took their case to the elders of the city, and it was at town hall or the marketplace. It was approved. It was passed. Jephthah, you get nothing. Imagine the pain in his heart. Imagine how he felt. I mean, he knew how to use his fist. He knew how to fight. You had to. He knew how to defend himself. But all of that never, ever healed the pain in his heart. Uh, He was tough on the outside, strong on the outside, a military leader on the outside, skilled. But deep inside... There was a shame and a pain that ached in his soul. It was difficult. Maybe you could identify. I know, I know that we don't have Jesus on the cross because we focus on the resurrection. But that doesn't mean we don't have a theology of suffering. (laughs) Live any amount of years I mean, you may try and brainwash yourself. You may try and listen to someone and say, no, Christians aren't going to suffer. That's not part of the journey. I don't know what Bible they read. But it's there. It's there. We suffer. And part of taking up our cross, you experience what Jesus experiences. The rejection, the pain, the suffering. 
Though each step to the cross was a step of agony, it was also a step of victory. Think about that. Jesus is going to the cross. Agony. The lashes, the ridicule, the mocking. But on that cross was the greatest victory that was ever won, the greatest triumph that ever, ever happened. And those steps as you go with the cross on your shoulders are going to a place of victory and triumph. And see, God is doing something in Jephthah that Jephthah has no idea of. And what you have to be able to do is you have to sometimes be able to go back because you don't realize it at a time. You, you can't always process it in the moment. But you let God go back with you and let him heal those past wounds. You take those wounds with you all the way to the grave. You do. But thank God he keeps on pouring, pouring in the oil and the wine to heal your heart. The oil and the wine, the oil of his presence, the wine of his presence. He's chosen by God. He's chosen, of course, as we said, differently. If he was wounded by a, just a constant history of rejection, but God had his hand on his life. How many of you know that when you didn't know God, God knew you? That when you weren't walking with God, God was still watching over you. Now, even in those times when you wandered from the father's house and you played out your story like the prodigal son, he was still watching, he was still waiting, he was still looking. And, and here, here he is. God's watching over him. So what happens is one day these very people who rejected him have to eat crow. Because they couldn't find anybody like Jephthah. He knew how to fight a battle. He had some military skills. And, and they, they realized they needed him in this moment. And, well, let me read it to you from Judges 11, 11 and chapter 12. Chosen by divine providence. So Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead. They had come to him and they asked him, as we read, if you would be our leader. And so he starts negotiating with them. There's a negotiation that goes on there. And the people made him their ruler and commander of the army at Mizpah in the presence of the Lord. So here Jephthah repeated what he had said to the elders. So here he is. And, and again and again, you see God's name mentioned. And he's repeating it at Mizpah at the ceremony as he's dedicated, as he's taking this role on. And then in chapter 12, it talks about Jephthah. Jephthah judged Israel six years. He becomes one of the judges of Israel. As I said earlier, God doesn't mass produce us. Uh, the school of suffering is a school that each of us are enrolled in. Uh, your courses are maybe a little different than mine, mine a little different than yours, uh, but God has a way of just using all of those things and he's preparing them. So God's looking at Jephthah. Well, Jephthah, someday you're gonna be judge. Now, you don't see it. <laughs> your brothers don't see it, certainly. And, and even those elders in... Uh, the city, don't see it, but I see it. And Jephthah, I have to make you a little tougher. Yeah, I, I'm going to use those pains and those hurts and, and, and those things that happen to you. I'm going to use them for you, Jephthah, because they're going to train you to be strong. They're going to train you to have endurance. See, now, I, I know we want to moan and groan. 
Oh, God, why me? Give it to one of the pastors. They're spiritually mature. Let them talk about it. <laughs> why me? No, no, no. God said, well, I have something for you. I'm preparing you. I'm placed my hand on your life. And here Jephthah is. God's training and working with him. His journey is going to be far different than Othaniel's. His journey is going to be different than Barak's, where Deborah tells him, here's a word. His journey is going to be very different. Don't you know that God speaks to us in a variety of ways? He he just doesn't speak one way, and, and he uses a variety of means suited to us. You see God working behind the scenes all the way through in Jephthah's life, There's a passage of scripture found in the New Testament. God called the apostle Paul, and he says this. But the Lord said, go for Saul as my chosen instrument. That's pretty good. How many want to be a chosen instrument? Chosen by God. Come on, right? Used by God? Okay, let's read the rest. To take the message to the Gentiles and to kings. Hey, that sounds pretty good, you know. All right as well as to the people of Israel, and I will show him how much he must. That's a mistake there. (laughs) How much he must suffer for my name's sake. See, that's part of it. We're gonna be more like Jesus. Well, you gotta suffer some rejection here. You gotta suffer some pain here. Not that God plans all those things, but he uses those things. I want to be careful because we're in a fallen world and fallen things happen in our fallen world, but but God redeems those things if you put them in his hands. If you could believe him and say, oh, Lord, I am hurting. And you say, Lord, I put it in your hands. I put it in your hands. Some of you have experienced a broken marriage. Hmm. Some of you have walked through a journey where your own children have rejected you and taken advantage of you. Some of you have experienced such painful things and you want to take that eraser and you want to erase that from the story. Take it out of the storyline. And God is saying, let me use it in the storyline. Let me use it. Let me use it. Put it in his hands and watch how he uses it because he's going to use it in Jephthah's life. Now you see that he becomes an overcomer through God. In verses 29 and 32 and 33, it says, the spirit of the Lord comes upon Jephthah. See, that's, that's how we overcome. Rise above the rejection. The spirit fills you. Oh, Lord, fill me. Lord, pour the oil in the wine. See, you you get to the altars or you get to a place, that prayer closet, or you get to that place where you just get filled and refilled with the Holy Spirit and those hurts and those wounds and those memories and those pains and any of those things. God begins to heal. That's a healing ointment that heals the brokenness and the woundedness and the pain. And and God begins to just give you strength. Here the Spirit of God comes upon him and he goes in and he has victory over the enemies. Now he first tried to reason with him. He first tried to use diplomacy. And when words didn't work, well, he had to take up weapons. And and so he does. And, And God gives him a tremendous victory. And 
So the Spirit of the Lord comes upon one of the things that we must pray again and again and again for is God, let your anointing fall on me. Uh, Whether you're in the gym working out, let your anointing fall on me. I want to be a witness for you, Lord. Whether you're at work and with your friends, whether it's a coffee break or you are out in watching some game and you're playing or whatever you're doing, you're just, Lord, Lord, let that anointing rest on me. Now, something else happens. It's the Lord who gives them the victory. The text says that. It, It just, it's right there. He devastated 20 towns. How did he do that? The Lord gave them into his hands. Now, it's amazing. When you put things in God's hands, how it works out. When you take them out of his hands, well, that doesn't work as well. But when you leave them in his hands, and so God gave him the victory. One by one, these 20 towns fell. One by one, his army defeated the other army. See, some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the Lord. We're trusting in God. And so there he is, trusting in the Lord. We have to see our story through a paradigm of faith. Through heaven's perspective. Take the paradigm that Joseph used when he looked back over the betrayal by his brothers. When he looked at the lies that were spread about him. When he looked at his imprisonment. When he remembered how they forgot him. And then when his father, Jacob, died, his brothers hadn't forgotten, and they became fearful. And so Joseph goes back and he takes the paradigm, and he says, here's how I see it. In Genesis 50, 50, verses 20 to 21, you intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so that I could save the lives of many people. No, don't be afraid. I'll continue to take care of you and your children. So he reassured them, speaking kindly to them. Jephthah, I think, could have said what Joseph said. He meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. God brought good out of evil. He has a way of doing it. He has a way of turning the tables for us if we trust him, if we believe him. But, oh, God, uh, I got this handicap. I can't use my, 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 my right hand. God says, okay. But uh, okay to one of the judges, you'll, you, you'll be the left-handed judge. <laughs> you know, I'll make you skilled in that way. See, it's amazing what God can do if we will simply trust him. Now, Jephthah makes the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he gets there. Uh, we're going to talk more about Jephthah next week because people have feet of clay. <laughs> they have strengths and they have weaknesses. Uh, you could be a man of faith, but not have your theology right. Yeah, yeah, theology is important. We'll come next week, you'll hear about it. <laughs> but uh, in Hebrews, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's a man of faith. It says, how much more do I need to say? It would take too long to recount the stories of the faith of Jephthah. By faith, he escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put the whole armies to flight. She was a struggling mom. Several children. She had disabilities. 
and she was on welfare. She took her 10-year-old son, Jason, to Hershey Orphanage and left him there. And he struggled through. In fact, he overcame a lot. He, He went to Bloomsburg University in Pennsylvania And there in Bloomsburg University, he graduated and he decided to start a business. He was living with a a young lady. They were living together without marriage. And uh, after his first year, he made about $1,000. She said, this guy is a loser. And so she kicked him out. (laughs) So he was living out of his car. And he was living in just dire straits. Then... He was in an accident. They had to operate on his spine. But God. I'll say that again. But God. Do you have some of those but God experiences in your life? But God visited him, turned it all around. Now, he attends Orchard Hill Church in Pittsburgh, a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church. He started a company called MyCoupons.com, sold it for a couple of million. He has GiftCards.com, and that's, a, uh, I think, one of the leading, if not the leading, gift card businesses on the Internet. He is a very, very wealthy man and a believer in Jesus Christ. And uh, he said this. He said, going through difficult times as a young kid makes you resilient. He was using another paradigm given to him from heaven. Dad, where are you? Well, Mom, where are you? David said, even if my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will take me in. Well, they never call back. They never return my calls. And that pain is there. He knows. He knows. And if you put it in his hands, he does amazing things. Remember, God wants you to be a victor, not a victim. So Jephthah, get up now, son. I know it's hard. I know it's painful. But let me pour some wine and oil in. Joseph, I know it's hard. But let me pour some wine and oil in. Uh, I'm going to... Begin that process of healing all through the journey. You're going to depend on me and find strength in me every step of the way and every way you go. I'll be there. I'm thankful that you could be an overcomer. Here's a little poem that's on the back of your study sheet. You are an overcomer in spite of the nast of the naysayers and the dream killers and of all and all of the liars. You are an overcomer, and you shall walk worthy of your calling, for God himself is with you. You do not have to be afraid. Remember, as you yield all of self-will to Abba Father, Jesus Christ will reign on the throne of your hearts. Do not retaliate. Instead, display the love of God, for you are an overcomer through Jesus Christ. What? A promise. What a promise. If you trust him, he'll get you through. 
Throughout the history of the nation of Israel, there have been various forms of leadership. From the creator of heaven and earth, to kings, to judges. The book of Judges details the time when God chose judges like Othniel and Deborah to make right ruling in Israel. Join us each day as Pastor Ed shares with us verse by verse from the book of Judges. You've been listening to Building in Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. Visiting the website will also help you stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith. At the website, you'll find today's message for you to listen to again, download, or even post to your Facebook page to share with your family and friends. Again, that's all available when you log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. Or, if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. In the next edition of Building in Faith, Pastor Ed will continue teaching verse by verse through the Old Testament book of Judges. So be sure to join us. Until then, may God richly bless you. Your word restores.